0: plus
1: hey everybody welcome to just for variety i'm your host mark malkin today is august 11th 2023 on this week's episode i'm talking with british actor nicholas Galitzine. We had a lot to talk about, starting with his starring role as a gay prince of England in the feature film adaptation of the best-selling queer romance novel, Red, White, and Royal Blue, to his work as a Harry Styles-like pop star in the upcoming The Idea of You with Oscar winner Anne Hathaway. But first, I have to tell you about my chat with the Jonas Brothers. The superstar trio launched their five albums one-night tour on August 12th and 13th at Yankee Stadium. I asked them about the recent and very dangerous trend of fans throwing things at artists during performances. Nick Jonas said it's not cool. Joe Jonas joked that he would have a baseball bat with him at Yankee Stadium to swat away any unexpected flying objects. In other words, you have been warned. In happier news, Nick, Joe, and Kevin all agreed that Elton John is at the top of their list of dream collaborators. Check out more.
0: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
1: Welcome back to Just for Variety. Nicholas Galaxine stars opposite Taylor Zakar Perez in the LGBTQ rom-com Red, White, and Royal Blue. Galaxine plays England's Prince Henry, an heir to the throne who falls in love with the first son of the United States, Alex, played by Perez. The film, directed by Matthew Lopez, includes love, sex, and palace intrigue, and Uma Thurman as the president of the United States. Galaxine 28 first received major attention for playing Prince Charming opposite Camila Cabello in the 2021 musical film adaptation of Cinderella, followed by Netflix hugely popular romantic drama, Purple Hearts. Coming up next for Galaxine is playing a Harry Styles-like pop star in The Idea of You with Anne Hathaway. And then he stars alongside Julian Moore in Mary and George, the real-life story of a 17th-century countess who molds her son, played by Galaxine, into a Renaissance man who seduces King James I to become one of the richest and most powerful mother and sons in English history. I spoke to Galaxine over Zoom from his London-area home. It is one of the last interviews I did with an actor before SAG-AFTRA went on strike on July 14th. Hello, hello. How are we doing? How are you? Thank you for coming back to
2: just for variety. I I loved it last time and I always love chatting to you. So um it it was a it was a no-brainer. But um I'm good, I'm good. I'm I'm sort of feeling the um I'm feeling the after effects, I think, of 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 doing like a year and a half sort of straight work from project to project, and especially this this last one, the last six months. I I think I thought I was like physically. Fine, and then and you know the wave of now exhaustion has kind of um has has got me. But but apart from that, great. <laughs> I, I, I imagine just
1: not not only physically, but well, this is physical, I guess. But like the adrenaline, you are on this adrenaline high for yeah, yeah. a year, and it crashes. It's
2: it's. I mean, it's it's a real thing, and I think like you know, our, our industry is so momentum based that you can you kind of are searching to. Keep that going just so you don't feel the kind of after effects of, yeah. of you know, that. Cause I think my, th- this last job especially was extremely physically demanding. I mean, I I, I broke my ankle on the job and I was, yeah, ch- two chips and, a, and a, a ruptured ligament. I was horse riding. I was, I was sort of in the elements and everything. And it's, it's it just, um, lots of fun. But it, yeah, I, I think I, I haven't taken a holiday in a while. So I think it's like, uh, that's that's on the agenda for sure so i'm very surprised to see you pop up on the zoom screen because i was expecting a blonde <laughs> i haven't i haven't been blonde in a very long time mark <laughs> <laughs> i haven't been i i very briefly um wore a uh, we had to do some reboots for for red wine robbery while i was doing mary and george and i i i chucked the blonde wig on which is uh w- was was interesting to say the least but um but no blonde for me unfortunately <laughs> do blondes have more fun nick <laughs> um i don't i don't know i think i think um everyone everyone has a lot of fun in this in this line of work to me i i i've had multi, i mean the 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 many jobs that i've done in the last you know year and a half i've, I've had uh lots of very different experiences and a lot of fun but um but certainly it was it, it was very it was definitely very useful and transformative. I I never really appreciated how uh, integral to the sort of process of getting into character that that hair and makeup was. I mean, especially on this last job, I really <laughs> I went through a lot. Of, I had a I had a long wig I had sort of um, down to the shoulders. I had these extensions and everything. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely uh, I, I definitely appreciate that facet of, uh, of the industry.
1: Well, is that way? Which one are you talking about? There, the one where you're that, playing that baby one. Maybe Styles?
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not baby hairstyles. This is this is um this is the show I've been doing for the last six months, which is Mary and um, George. Mary and George, yeah, with uh with with the lovely Julianne Moore. Um, but no, I, I you're right. I mean, I I lose track of my uh my own aesthetic actually at times. It was very funny. Because I showed up for, for pre production on um, Mary and George, and I sort of had entered the, the hair and makeup, and everyone sort of witnessed me with a, with a level of uh, trepidation, of palpable trepidation. Um, and they, they, the makeup artists uh, said, Well, so, uh, you know, obviously, we're going to have a, a big, um, a big uh, prep period in the morning to cover up all your tattoos. And what they didn't realize is they'd been sent a picture of me from the idea of view where my character is covered in tattoos Amazing. and that not actually mine at all. and so and so they were very, very pleased to understand that that is just uh, just one of the many forms i've I've t- taken in the last uh, year and a half but um yeah, I lose track of my own aesthetic at times I'm like I'm expecting to see blonde hair in the mirror or, or a long wig or but um but it's just a plain plain boring crew cart these days, yeah.
1: Literally when you just said all my tattoos, I'm like, Nick has all these tattoos. (laughs) I
2: know, I know. It was it was very fun though. I mean it's definitely I'm I'm so I'm so non-committal, I think, as a person that I don't know if I'd ever be able to do. (laughs) But but um it was definitely fun wearing wearing a body of uh you you definitely feel a certain edge when you're walking (laughs) the street, you know.
1: So what is your chest tattoo? Does it match that certain pop star? it does
2: it doesn't matter. I love I love the delicacy <laughs> no it, it's um look I I think everyone was very much like uh, aware of the inspiration behind the um the sort of original text I think myself Michael Showalter, director and and um Annie Hathaway we're, we're all very much on the same page we're trying to do something something different you know inspired by definitely because i think like he's it, it, it was a very it's a very unique uh love story in a lot of ways as you don't usually see these younger men with older women and and um and i thought that was a really fascinating uh fascinating thing and we we obviously you know harry has such a particular aesthetic uh that we didn't want it to just seem like some uh sort of shoddy facade, a uh, some of shoddy sort of outline of like what I, I don't think we ever would have captured his Harry's essence because it's so particular. So I think we kind of we decided to steer in a different direction. We definitely um with um Jackie Demeterio, who's the the costume designer on on, on the project, we definitely had that conversation where I came in and we 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 tried on all the sort of the the bell bottom jeans and everything and um and then decided to kind of steer away. But um it's probably for the best.
1: Okay, we're going to get back to that, but we have to talk about, obviously, what's what's uh, prominent right now, red, yeah. white,
2: and royal blue. Yeah.
1: The pressure is on. <laughs> this novel, everyone, doesn't matter what your gender, what your sexual orientation is, whatever, what your gender identity is, everyone loves this novel. I mean, yeah. it, it, it was and is so hot. Obviously, then everyone was very excited that it was being made um, into a movie. Had you read the novel before? Did you know about it? What did you know?
2: No, I. I mean, I. I've, I feel like I. I somehow wasn't aware of it. And then, you know, really, the the initial thing that drew me to the project was was Matthew Lopez, our director, and I would heard mm-hmm. about the inheritance and 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 how great a, a playwright he was. And then, I think really. My sort of joy in in you know knowing the book and and reading the book and um and finding out the sort of vast um, fandom of it kind of really came after the project in a lot of ways because I sort of talked with with Matthew early on and and said you know you know is this something that you you want me to uh, be particularly aware of and and I might do you want me to sort of draw from the book and and really I think like actually a lot of directors I've worked with now who who are kind of adapting a book into film they really like to treat the script as the bible um because it, like a lot of things you know you 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 can I think fan service is great and I think the mef, the movie definitely has that but you do want it to be a different iteration otherwise it it's sort of sometimes you you're, you're you're just pulling from a place that it, it, it's hard to, to, it, it doesn't feel your own necessarily. And I think as an actor, you want, you don't want to just be trying to fill out some, um, some outline of a character, but, but no, I mean that, like I said, that the, the joy was really kind of getting to know that side of it afterwards. And I definitely felt a, a, uh, a presence of, of the fandom, um, on social media, sort of when the, when the casting announcement came out and, um, and that was fun to see. I mean, if not a little daunting, you know, it was, it was definitely, um, they're, they're a very impassioned lot, which I, I always appreciate. Was there a discussion with Matthew,
1: a straight actor playing a gay character? What, was, what were those discussions like?
2: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I wanted Matthew to know very early on because I think it's, it's something, you know, I, I'm definitely always all ears. Uh, Too, I think it's a very sensitive subject, and I, you know, I have a, a lot of friends in the community, and and, you know, some of them are very for straight actors playing gay roles, and some of them are against it. And um, I think the important thing for me was to let Matthew know that I I, I loved who Henry was as a person, and I empathized with him as a character, and I I just wanted to to see him and and try and deliver. As honest, the performance um, never a caricature um, as I could, and and you know once he had all the information, you know Matthew is a gay man himself, um, j- just really be you know, let let him really be the, the sort of the, the judge of that, and 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 he sort of took no no issue with it, and I think we were just always on the same page with sort of trying to create a very textured. Um, uh, vulnerable feeling person in this sort of quite, uh, you know, poppy and fun world that that red, white, and red, blue is at times. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, look, there's still there was there's always there's always trepidation. I, I can only hope that that fans really um, will will appreciate my my performance. I put a lot into to Henry and trying to make him feel textured and real, and and so that that's all I can really offer at the end of the day.
1: Is Prince Henry? gay prince harry
2: <laughs> i don't know if that's maybe a bit reductive um, i i look it, it's really funny i think like a lot of comparisons are often made to the prince harry thing because he he's our, our only i mean other than diana maybe our, our only really sort of reference at this kind of rogue uh, monarch figure especially in recent memory and um, and henry definitely becomes that that rogue um in in the story i think i think it it was just always more complex like that we just wanted to create someone um someone new who felt like they kind of could exist within the the sort of the the realm of of um you know the english monarchy but you you know the the sort of also ever-changing landscape of of um sexual fluidity and sexual identity in in the public eye, you know, we're seeing now more than ever people in the public eye um, feeling feeling more confidence to come out, and um, but it's still it remains this traditional cornerstone, you know, and yeah. for English people. I mean, I'm less connected to the royal the royalty in a way because of my my European heritage is I'm sort of much more aligned with that than I am with my sort of fairly small um, Englishness, despite growing up here. But um, we, I think, we're all on the same page. We kind of wanted to create, you know. Something original without drawing too much inspiration.
1: What was your chemistry read like with Taylor?
2: Yeah, T- Taylor. Uh, I mean, immediately, Taylor and I knew we were going to be mates. I think we both have a very dry sense of humour. Um, he's very British in the way that he he has a mocking sense of humour where uh, he he's not afraid to um, to take the piss, as we say, um, out, out of someone, and uh, um, I think. You know, it was it was a different challenge in a lot of ways because I've done a ton of chemistry tests before in, in my time. You you had to find something really um, connected there to 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 be able to bounce off of each other. And I think that the the charm of Alex and Henry together is that, that it's kind of like a ping pong um, uh, match. You know, it's 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 a lot of back and forth, and um, and Taylor's just he, he's 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 just a very warm charismatic guy which i think is is very much who alex is as well as a person i mean henry's kind of the more uh uh broken um feeling uh brooding kind of kind of character and i think um i think alex needed to be someone who who kind of conjured the light in henry in a lot of ways and i think we see the character brighten up you know when when his, his relationship with alex starts to start to evolve so it was funny I mean it was it was the first time really that I'd also been on the sort of chemistry side of having been cast first and you know reading with a bunch of different actors and um you kind of you start to gain an appreciation of of the industry and the fact that like some actors came in and were incredible but you know maybe the the chemistry was slightly off or just didn't really fit the character and you know Taylor's is different Maybe in physicality from how Alex was written in the books, but uh, I think his his essence was entirely there. And 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 he's really smart, and he got the character. And um, yeah, it was just kind of it was just kind of a no brainer, really. He's um, he was brilliant.
1: So who are those other actors you read with?
2: I can't, I can't <laughs> tell you. they <laughs> are very cheeky, but I can't tell you.
1: <laughs> I tried to give a straight face. <laughs> No pun intended. <laughs> you know, the what's incredible about the movie is it is this, this word mainstream, I don't even know what that means anymore, but yeah. it's this mainstream rom-com about two queer men.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, it's not when Harry met Harry. It's not, you know, it it's or Henry met Alex. Um it's <laughs> It's pretty incredible. I'm of a certain age where I would never, never have seen a movie like this. Yeah. If I would have, it would have been some small art house film that was considered deviant or considered so edgy and only play in certain theaters. This is incredible. Can you... You obviously are
2: not my age. Could you appreciate that? Do you realize what that is? I mean, look, I, I think we're definitely, you know, we're in, we're in a different time now. You see the success of a show like Heartstopper, uh, the, ah. the last yeah. wonderful show of Young Royals as well. You know, it. I think... Um, you know, we're at a very interesting, pivotal time, I think, in how we regard sexuality and and, um, and identity. And, but I think still in a really big way, I think, you know, as actors, we're constantly looking to be able to have some kind of resonance. Um, and if that's not, you know, what I'm here to do as an actor, then I don't really know what is, um, to be honest. and And, and if this movie... You know, it is obviously, like you said, it's very mainstream. It has that poppy feel. It has that that kind of pace. I think of like these kind of older school rom coms, um, with obviously its own its modern day spin. But if if that can be important to some people, then like ultimately, I, I've I've done my job and I, I'm I'm happy. Um, I hope we've told an, an honest story and um, that all the love and the best intentions went into it. So. um yeah, I don't know. That was a bumbling way of sort of oh, saying. Oh, that's it. great.
1: We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, Dalton opens up about sex scenes with Perez. Plus, he reveals he broke his ankle while filming Mary and George with Julianne Moore. Find out what happened when we return. Welcome back to Just for Variety, I'm Mark Malkin. Here's more of red, white and royal blue star, Nicholas Galaxy. Obviously you and Taylor have some quite intimate scenes in the movie. What was the approach to that? I imagine there was an intimacy coordinator.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think it was always, um, and Matthew, you know, was always sort of, um, was involved in this. It was always about trying to create, something that was within the tone of the movie, but that was honest as well. And that felt, um, because I mean, very, very much from Matthew's perspective, um, and I, I totally un- understand him now, um, it, you know, he, he felt sort of gay, gay sex often had not been portrayed accurately in, um, in uh, cinema. And um, Math- Matthew um, worked very closely with Taylor and I and uh, amazing, um, uh, intimacy coordinator Robbie uh who I actually ended up working with again on Mary and George so I have a very close relationship with my <laughs> intimacy coordinator now he's seen me do all sorts of things uh but um uh I think it was just also trying to break down the barriers between between Taylor and I getting us comfortable with each other um because you know these people that they, 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 they you know fall very in love and and um but then you know at times their sort of appetite for each other is is voracious and animalistic and it's actually really interesting to see how different actors work different intimacy coordinators work um in in, in creating you know palpable honest intimacy on on screen because i think there's nothing worse when you see people who you don't feel are uh are connecting. Right um and so it was it was great we i mean we had matthew obviously coming from the theater we had a couple of weeks rehearsal and, and within that two weeks you know we had some intimacy um rehearsal sessions of, of taylor and i connecting and seeing what we are comfortable with and what we weren't comfortable with um and so it just it was really it was just um robbie was just i mean he's such a it's created such a safe space, I think, for us all to sort of try stuff and fail and, and see what felt comfortable and, and honest. Um, and it's kind of crazy to me, really, that the you know intimacy coordinators weren't a thing, you know. Um, and also for me, you know, it's it's it was speaking a language that I I'm not fluent in as well. And I think like I really wanted to understand it and and deliver something that felt um, authentic. And, and again, Robbie and and uh, yeah and Matthew were just really helpful in that respect
1: so when do you start shooting red white and royal blue the sequel
2: (laughs) I don't know I mean it's a it's a funny one because um there's a whole life to be had after the ends. I know it's always it's always it's it's the the sort of the the question of sequels is always a scary thing nowadays I think you know (laughs) it, it it What what, can you can you think of what the best sequel to a movie has been? Has the sequel ever been better than the original? I know we were having this debate in the office the other day. I mean, people argue Godfather 2, which is a classic, but um, Mm -hmm. I would argue Shrek 2 as well. Just got to say, I mean, incredible. I, I love can't... your I love your range, Godfather. <laughs> listen, listen, Mark. This is what I bring to the table as a as a human and as an actor. It's, it's range. <laughs>
1: um, I mean, I want to see their life together. Do they live in Texas? Well, they'll probably have a house in Texas. Then I guess Kensington.
2: I mean, what you need to get together with Matthew already. I mean, it feels That's like right. you've already got it. <laughs> I,
1: but then, you know, of course, you know, already I'm thinking, I'm like, is Alex the Megan Markle? Then, you know, do you guys say we're leaving England and we're going to move to Santa Barbara? And then you're going to do a memoir and you're going to sit down with, well, you, meaning Henry, is yeah.
2: going to sit down with Oprah. <laughs> I love, I love how thoroughly you've, uh, you've planned this out. If it's not Matthew, it's going to be Casey. You guys have got to get together. You've got to start brainstorming. <laughs> well, I just
1: love what they did with the queen. Made the queen a king, but it's a queen who plays the king. It is. Who's I, who's it? I don't know. I for some reason I didn't know it. And when Stephen walked out,
2: I just oh. started howling. He he's um like he, I mean I what a brilliant human being first of all. Right. I mean I mean he's a national treasure. I mean a lot of people maybe outside of England might not know him, but. I, he's He's a national treasure, and how attentive he was to everyone who was on set, uh, people who were even there just for the day he was asking everyone questions and he's and just this encyclopedia i did I did however outsmart him on one occasion because there was this this beautiful epic sculpture um, in one of the locations, and he was sur- sur- surmising that it it, it, it might be I think some 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 other Greek god, and I, knowing my Greek heritage, you know, I said, "Well, actually, Stephen, that's the goddess Athena." And he goes, "Oh, do you think?" And, and it did. It was in fact right. So I can say that now on my deathbed that I I did have a piece of information that Stephen Fry did not. Which for people who don't know, I mean, Stephen Fry is the the sort of expert on on basically anything i mean he's, he's a human encyclopedia but um no he, he's fa- he's fantastic as a person he's fantastic in the movie um and of course i got to, to work with my old pal uma thurman for the second time <laughs> who's also great playing a southern uh uh, uh, uh president but um Lyndon
1: johnson as uma thurman
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but um no, we had an excellent cast um, of of uh, fantastic actors. So, it was, yeah, it was just a joy. It was a joy to film that one. So, let's,
1: I know I can't keep you too much longer, but I do want to hit on Mary and George. Yeah. Explain to me, because I don't know the story that well, being the American. Yeah. Anything I read, it says, your character seduces the king.
2: But yeah. they, well, it's very. Among, among other people. It's. it's
1: but what uh, in the word seduce, I'm thinking sexual. So, are you being
2: queer or fluid? In yeah, their- I mean this this character. I mean, it's you, you know, I, I think th- there was definitely this discussion because I think, like, uh, at, at a certain point, like, I, I really want sort of queer voices, queer actors to. I, if, if I don't want to take up a space that I I feel is better served someone else, but George. Uh, Villiers, first Duke of Buckingham, he, he was a, a, a fluid man and his sex was his power. And it was how he dominated people. It was how he pulled his family from the, um, the, the sort of edge of, of, of poverty and, um, mm. and oblivion really in certain ways um, into being one of the most pa- powerful families in England, no family who were not of royal descent have, had risen as far as he took his family in over a hundred years. I mean no, no one had been made a duke outside of, uh, of the monarchy in over a hundred years. Um, he was a young man who was known as being one of the sort of most able-bodied men in, in England and his mother saw saw something in him he was the second son he was due to inherit nothing and she saw something in him and he went off to france to learn how to become this renaissance man this engineer. Uh, and he came back with all of these these realized skills and um uh, from a sort of a, a, a acting perspective as an arc, i mean he was a very sweet sensitive um intelligent young man who kind of became the anti-hero of the 1600s he mm. practically sent uh england into into bankruptcy uh with all of his failed uh naval adventures and i mean it's very much a a tale of, of hubris in a lot of ways i mean he he accumulated so much power within such a short period of time and and it was uh you know sleeping with kings with queens of france very notably he slept with the queen of france uh which was, uh, which was very unpopular. Uh, Spanish dignitaries, uh, prostitute. I mean, any his his maid, his housemaid, who kind of uh, <laughs> raised him. But um, it, he he's just uh, probably the most textured character I've ever played, and I think really, um, it's been really exciting. Sort of. Uh, I mean, Julianne Moore was was someone I. Was on my bucket list really for a, for a long period of time. And actually, in a very crazy way, I was I was filming um, the idea of you, and I was watching Still Alice. Mm. And uh, I was thinking, God, I fucking love to work with Julianne Moore. And the next day, my agents call me saying, Oliver Hermanis, you know, fantastic director who did Living, who, who directed our first three episodes, wants to meet you for this uh, for this for this role. And so it was um, it was a weird. Um, really weird sort of cosmic, uh, ton of events, but, um, you know, it's an edgy show. It's shot in a beautiful, beautiful way. The cast is incredible. Really, really incredible. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited for, for, for people to see it. I mean, J- Julie's unreal. I mean, she's obviously she's brilliant in, in every, everything, but I think I gained an appreciation for someone like that in a much more real way, you understand why they've had a career mm-hmm. as long as they've had. And, and working with, you know, two Oscar winners in a row, I mean, Annie is so emotionally fluent. She has this well of emotion that's kind of constantly, um, she's sort of controlling, and, and the way it pours out of her at times, I mean, it's honestly stunning to watch. And Julie, she she's one of the most technical actors I've ever seen, it's so incredible. The, the language in which she understands, oh, if I move my body in a slight way, the power shift of a scene can become entirely different. Mm. And I, I just, I mean, I don't quite know how I got here, to be honest, Mark. I'm still <laughs> feeling like my luck's about to run out, but I, I mean, just to be able to witness it and try and, and, try and learn from it has been, um, it, been such a joy. And I think now being able to reflect on that has been, um, yeah, has been very surreal, but um, a lot of fun.
1: Did you break your ankle or your foot? I can't remember what you said, but was it from wearing the heels of the costume (laughs) drama?
2: It actually was. I knew it. (laughs) I don't have a lot of experience in heels, unfortunately, but I I was doing a stunt and I'm very (laughs) gung ho with with my stunts, but I'd done the stunt at the scene and I actually just had to sort of run off, um, out of camera shot. And these uh, these old buildings that we shoot in, oftentimes because they're so old you know the grip on the floor is non-existent and um in the shoe the 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 heel slipped to the side and my sort of ankle went full 90 degrees but crazily enough I was in the next day doing stunts in two days later doing a dance on it and we didn't really know what was wrong with it and it's not the fault of the production necessarily I don't want to throw them under the bus but but it was um I mean it, it was it was of 108 days, I was there a hundred days. You know, it was, it was like the the sort of first time I think I've really had to sort of out and out lead a project like that. And it was just no time for rest. And it's you know, you know, just speaking as 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 we were at the beginning of this conversation, it was, you know, I think I I feel this this come down finally because it was just, as you said, adrenaline. You've just got to keep it, you've got to keep it going. And I think, you know, George was such a text person. That the royal demanded me to be able to, like I said, ride horses, fence, speak in, in French, which I don't know how to do, uh, and and sleep with fourteen different characters in in the show, which was uh, which was also an experience, um, but but a joy. I'm 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 very very lucky. But um, yeah.
1: And My last question for you, and then I'm gonna let you go. Mm. Purple Hearts. When will we
2: see the sequel? Everybody wants that sequel. To you you're just pitching for all these, uh, these, you do great stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I I think, um, it's obviously like an interesting time with the strike right now. And and we want to do everything by the book. I think there's a lot of people who are are very interested in that. Um, you know, I, I try and let, uh, let, Nature kind of take its course with these with these projects. you know, if there's people clamoring for it. it's it's obviously something I'll, I'll I'll always consider. And I think really, for now, I've just been blown away by the incredible filmmakers um and actors and writers and producers who I've really I've been able to kind of connect with and and um it's just honestly, I i just feel so uh, happy and and lucky to be um. Because I think, as actors, we really kind of fight for this point and this this momentum in our in in our career. And um I'm really just enjoying uh, learning and 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 getting challenged and scared. and and so uh, we'll see we'll see what happens. But um, you know, we we all remain quietly um optimistic.
1: Nick, this was amazing. Thank I you. Can't wait to hear
2: you singing as the non-Harry Styles. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen, you might you might become a big uh, a big fan of Hayes Campbell because I will say we work with the best of the best in in that music industry, and the music is very catchy. I will say that much.
1: Nicholas on tour. <laughs> it <was> exactly, maybe. <laughs> Forget about it. You don't even have to say your full name. I think you're just going to go by Nick. Just Nicholas. like
2: Cher and Madonna. Like, I, mean, I mean, yeah, exactly. It's like slightly less punchy than <laughs> Cher or Madonna, but we'll take it. Thank you, Mark. I always appreciate talking to you.
1: Nick, this is awesome. And um, hopefully things work out in this town and the next time yeah. we see each other. It'll be in person because I know a lot of your fan sites love to keep reposting the photo <laughs> of me and you meeting. They, the
2: do. <laughs> they do, but this is this is how you know that 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 joy there was a there was genuine joy in seeing you because yes. I, I help but smile with my entire yes. when I saw you and I, I wasn't expecting to see you, so yeah. I, uh, I, I hope we get to do it again in, in, in person when, uh, yeah, the industry is, is sort of at peace again. But um, yeah, lovely chatting.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Nick. All right. See you soon, Take Mark. care. Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye. Bye.
1: That was Nicholas Galatine. Red, White, and Royal Blue is in theaters now. And that's it for this week's Just for Variety. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and now threads at Mark Malkin. And for all breaking and exclusive Hollywood news, go to Variety.com. Bye for now.
3: I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun... For the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear, so go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash.